Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The dictionary defines par as an amount taken as an average. But what Joe Hooks did at Sweetens Cove Golf Club on June 29th was anything but average. Joe and some friends were at Sweetens Cove to support Youth On Course to raise money for the organization that helps kids play golf for $5 at almost 2,000 golf courses across America. The golf that Joe played that day was extraordinary. Over the course of 100 holes, he shot 44 under par. To include a hole-in-one, and believe it or not, it gets even crazier than that. Joe joins us on this episode of Grassroots to discuss the program, how it helps kids, and his crazy day of golf. Tap in. We hope you enjoy it. With the wind blowing away, it was like I probably sometimes would hit pitching wedge, um, depending on what I what I want the ball to do. But you know, I only had six clubs because I needed to have a white bat. And for sure, um, I hit the gap wedge. Bro, you oh. did this with six clubs. Whoa, whoa, you did whoa, all this whoa, shit with six whoa. clubs, bro. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, forty-four so under with six clubs. Yeah, I only had six clubs. Welcome in to another episode of Grassroots. My name is Laz Versailles. I'm joined by my co-host, John Nichols. Today, we have a really special treat because a group that we're really passionate about, Youth On Course, throughout the summer has 11 fundraisers called The 100 Hole Hike. And one of our guys, Joe Hooks, went absolutely bananas at Sweetens Cove and shot 44 under. So first and foremost, let's welcome our special guest, Mr. Joe Hooks. Joe, welcome to Grassroots. My guys, it's, uh, I'm happy to be on here with you all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a blessed position with, uh, with, with my game and thought of support around me. And uh, I just, uh, you know, without all the support I've had this year, you know, I probably, game probably wouldn't have been in a position to have a chance at what I just did, what I just accomplished. So. Yeah, well, give us the 101. Maybe introduce yourself to the grassroots audience. Absolutely. So, uh, Joe Hooks, uh, mini tour pro. I'm on the grind, just working, working towards getting status on, you know, corn ferry tour, BJ tour, and um, I, you know, born and raised through and through Detroit, Michigan, and I've uh, been playing professionally for four years now, and um, this this year has probably been 
um, the most amazing as far as uh, getting a clear sense of what my ceiling or I should say the lack of ceiling that I have, right? And my my development this year and the things I've worked on and the support that I've gotten from, you know, guys at Fire Pit Collective and like everybody, you know, at Golf Tech and, you know, my rollback guys and then, you know, just signed with Short Part 4. Um, got Primo support me, Primo Golf Apparel, which is, that, that's my, uh, my, my joggers that I wear. And, um, it's just so much going on around me that is enabling me to just kind of like creep up into a different space in my, with my golf game and a different headspace that I've never really been in before this year. So, so I, I want you to set the stage a little bit. Like, you know, where was this? When was this? Uh, what was the cause? Um, and, and, and why, like for me, I'm thinking like a hundred holes, you're just trying to make it through a hundred holes. Like you decided to like actually play golf for a hundred <laughs> holes, which is a wild decision to me. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it, it is a wild decision. Uh, looking back at it, not gonna <laughs> lie. Like I could have easily started, you know, consuming the cocktails on the later end of the round and maybe, uh, maybe would have inspired a little bit more fun. I don't know. Or maybe I would have been a little bit more fun for my playing partners, even though I think they enjoy seeing me continue to hit shots. But anyway, man, it was uh, my buddy Roger Steele is a national ambassador for Youth on Course, um, which is an organization that basically provides uh, access to over 1,800 public golf courses around the country for juniors. And they only have to pay five bucks, you know, and that obviously really, you know, gets rid of a huge barrier to the game, which is the cost of play, you know, the cost of getting on a golf course. Um, and so one organization serves a huge role in removing several different elements of, uh, or several different uh, issues of access and uh, to the game of golf for juniors around the country, especially those from uh, you know underprivileged communities and underrepresented communities in the game. So um, first and foremost, that was the cause. And my buddy, you know, close as I am to Roger, like he he asked me to play and participate this year. And you know, I'm like, yeah, for him, of course, I'll do it. And for the organization, for the cause, I'll do it. Like 100, I believe one wholeheartedly in what they're doing and what the organization has accomplished already. So I was all in. Um, I will and say a sacrifice for you, right? Because like absolutely. you also, you, you had a Monday, like a pre-qualifier for yep. a corn mm-hmm. fairy tour event that same day Yeah, for PGA tour you skipped. Yeah. Yeah. For the PGA tour. Sorry. You skipped that in order to give back and be part of the, 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 the hundred hole hike to raise funds for youth on course. So that's big of you to kind of step up and say, this is one of the days that's connected directly to my dream and I'm going to step out to give back to, to the kids here. So beautiful, beautiful. Right. And the the deal, the deal for me was like, I was laying, you know, we, we accomplished our goal of raising 50,000, which was a very lofty goal. Um, and we raised fifty. I saw 50, that when he when he was talking about it, and I was like, mm, "That's a, that's a lot of money." That's a that's a lot of congratulations money. on yeah. that! Congratulations um, on that for real, yeah. genuinely. Thanks, man. 
And and so like that was the one thing that we accomplished. But even with that, like when I got to Sweetens Cove and I'm, you know, yeah, you know, the pro- the property and the, the, the course and the club and the people there, absolutely incredible. But I'm laying in the bed in this house that's kind of like their main uh, cottage slash, it's a regular house, but it's just, you know, it's set up with multiple beds and certain rooms and stuff. Great, sure. great, great place, like simulator. Amazing. But anyway, I'm laying in the bed and it's like 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. You know, I have to get up at, I have to plan to get up at 4 a.m. because we had to be, you know, teed off by 5 a.m. And so knew I wasn't going to be able to go through my normal routine of like routine of warming up. And I knew that I was missing the pre-qualifier for the barbersaw. And, you know, it was, I just had this like wave of doubt in my head as to whether or not I was making a good decision even being there. Did you train and, for this? Like, did you like absolutely. start running five I, miles a day? Well, I, how one different thing, is this? One thing I did do was add cardio, add more cardio to my workout routine. Like I work out regularly, you know, at least usually, I mean, at least four days, like three, four days a week. Like if the hotel is, it's a good situation where I, it's, I can mm-hmm. make that happen when I'm on the road. I'm definitely working out four days a week, but I worked out probably six out of the, the previous seven days leading up to the hike. And I added an element of just being on the bike, you know, kind of getting my heart rate up. Um, and in addition to my strength, I mean, but that was particularly for uh, the hype person. Um, but like I said, still, there was this doubt of like whether or not I was wasting time, you know, being there because mm-hmm. um, I knew that it would just be a tax on my body. Um, it would be two or three days of recovery. And yeah, so what's wild is like when I saw I, I, I saw I saw what was going on on Roger's Instagram, you know, what I mean, because he was, you know, recording the whole thing, sharing the whole joint. And I was, he was talking about how well you're playing and y'all had like eight holes left or something. And you look like you weren't tired at all. And it was so wild to me. So I was I had the same question, like, you know, did you train? But just the bike seems crazy. But I also wanted to wonder, like, I was wondering, how did the other people play? Like, did, was it just at one some point it was like, all right, man, like, we're going to hit this shot so we can see what, what Joe does. You know, we just going to get out your way. Was it kind of like that at one point? Yeah, the last, I would say the last, like, 12 holes, it really became that way where the guys are kind of just, like, staying out of the way. They were definitely getting tired. Um, you saw more and more loose swings, you know, loose golf shots because, yeah, the guys in the group can all hit the ball where they want. You know what I'm saying? And they're all mm-hmm. they're very, very respectable players. Um, not playing competitively, but still very respectable golfers. Um, but it was, it's hard, admittedly, to make <laughs> just swing after swing after swing in a situation like that, right? Where it just becomes almost somewhat luck to you know get one coming off right in your window. And I'm talking about particularly for, you know, my, my plan partner. So my buddies. So like, yeah, you know, I definitely knew they were getting tired, but that was seeing them get tired probably even inspired me to stay um, just that much more locked in and see how well I could finish, you know? 
uh, Roger showed videos of him like bending over and just trying to get 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 air in his lungs. Yeah, he, was, he was, and you out here going, going forty four under it was just crazy. I, 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 I felt, yeah, yeah. I felt for him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he was definitely going through it. But man, like I, in regards to like you know me thinking about like whether or not I, want, I wanted to be there, it was just like I challenged myself to make the most out of it from the standpoint of like, let's see how well we can play because we're going to be seeing, yeah, we're going to be seeing mm-hmm. the same holes over and over, but the swings right. will get harder and harder and harder, you know? So like, I wanted to kind of just get over that mountain and I challenged myself to do so the night before when I was laying in the bed, you know? And so I'm like, we're going we're gonna to go out here and, you know, we're going to do our thing or at least try to. And just made swing after swing after swing. And I mean, obviously I can take that frame of mind and that like attitude into, you know, mm-hmm. my upcoming tournaments with ease, you know, not with ease because golf is, tournament golf is very hard, but um, mm-hmm. I have a hell of a point of reference <laughs> for recent memory. So a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, um, following our newcomers. So, Break down how many birdies, you know what I'm saying, how many um, eagles you had. I heard you had an ace as well. Yeah, that, Maybe that 12-hole giant that you had. You said, you said what, what was that? Yeah, I had a hole in one and, I, and an albatross, Sheesh. which is, you know. Yeah, I, break that down too because some people might not got, know what an albatross is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell so, everybody you know, what it is. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, got, I got messages from people that were saying, at least I think four people told me they had to Google they went and Google on their own accord sure. what an albatross was. Um, right. So, so an albatross. Car. Yeah. So on a par five, which is the longest hole, longest type of hole on any golf course, you usually want to get the ball in the hole in five shots. So I hit my tee shot and then I hold my second shot. So that's. I would say uh, the albatross is probably as rare, if not more rare than a hole in one. Maybe, maybe they're equally mm-hmm. as it's, rare. No, it's not what, even close, Joe. What would you say? It's last? not even remotely know. close. I'll tell you right now. So par is if it's supposed to take you two shots to get on the green because it's a three hundred and fifty yard hole. You're supposed to take two putts. Right. Par four. Right. Par five. You're supposed to get on the green in three. In two three. putts. Got par it. five. Good point. The odds of making a hole-in-one are one in, like, 15,000. Okay. A lot of people make hole-in-ones, right? A lot. The double eagle or albatross is the when you do it in three shots lower than par. So a birdie is one shot under par. An eagle is very rare. That's two shots under par. The albatross of two on a par five, that's, that's astronomical. I mean, that is that is... You have to, A, have the strength to be able to get it there in two shots. Then you have to have the fortune of the ball being at the right pace to fall in the hole. A lot of really suspect golfers have hole-in-ones. A lot of them. Hundreds of thousands of them. (laughs) That's a very good point. Because you can roll a ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can roll a ball 100 yards with your driver and it can go in a hole. You're not – an albatross – a two on a par five is – like, aside from Joe, I know maybe two other people, and I've been playing this game 38 years, I know two other people who claim to have made them. 
And you so hit the drive like 350, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who's piping a drive 350 to even get to the place where they can have an iron in, you know what I'm saying? Or like a, a seven in to the green. Right. That's very, that's a very good point. Last, that was very well explained, man. Um, I will be taking, I will be taking the explanation uh, from this podcast, from grassroots into uh, the world, the real world. And, you know, explain it. Joe, Joe, when you have children, you learn to explain things really well. It's, it's how it goes. John, John's about to fall into that world pretty soon. Landon's working been living on in that world for a while. We're right. working on it. You know, so, words matter. So, so tell us about the day. Tell us about the day. Tell us how the day went. Tell us about the day as a whole. Yeah, man. So I, um, we get there. It's 5 a.m. The sun is not up at all, but it's definitely bright enough to see the ball clearly. Um, I was excited, you know. Uh, we were missing Roger, which, you know, that's out of everybody there. That's, you know, that's one of my best friends. Like, I would have loved to have started the day with my boy, but, you know, he had some unfortunate mm-hmm. travel delays, so he wasn't there with us yet. But, um, you know, we out, me, Rory, Aaron Ross, Keith Laley, we were out there you know, having a blast for the first, you know, 18 holes. And dear listeners, it's not Rory McElroy. It's not Rory <laughs> Sabatini. It's Rory Blackroy. <laughs> Can he play? Right. Can he play? He, ta- he, That's he, a good he talks a lot of, he talks a lot of shit about himself, but he plays too much not to be able to, to well, play. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he can break 80. I look at that guy swing and I don't see it. So oh, his, his growth as a player. <laughs> Is phenomenal. Last you are funny, but his growth, okay, okay. his growth as a player over the over the last couple. Last is a no, dick. that's hilarious. Last just- <laughs> that's funny. Man. I mean, I'm, I, that's an observation. That's an observation. I, 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 can't I'm break with, eighty. I'm with you guys. <laughs> that's an observation. Okay, wow. I don't see that guy's move okay. and say Rory can get it done and shoot seventy six today. I'm, I I don't see it. Maybe he's the best putter around. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, so, I've seen some old heads do some some surprising things with some whack ass swings, but yeah, they've been true. playing it for a hundred years. You that's know what true. I mean? So, yeah. and that putter is always on fire. But go that's ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, Rory yeah. is, uh, you know, he's his development as a player and his commitment to getting better is is amazing to mm-hmm. see. Um, and his commitment to putting out, you know, pretty you know quality golf content for at your average golfer, right? Like it's it's. Fun to mm-hmm. see his commitment to it. And um, okay, I dug into his stuff. He's a lot of fun. You shot forty four under. Right. Take us through this day, man. Yeah. Right. So, so man, first eighteen. I think I made. I think I did make one bogey. Um, the first eighteen, and then I went through the next. I went through the next. Uh, if I had to guess, it would have been like the next. 36 holes without a bogey or so. Um, Damn. And and for the listeners, Sweet and Cove is a nine-hole course. So you're playing nine holes 11 times and then one hole one extra time. So when you're saying you played 18 without with one bogey, you played the same nine twice, right. made one bogey. Then you did it four more times for 36 holes right. without a bogey. Right. That is bananas. Yeah, it is. It is. And, then, and the worst part, Les and John, like I, w- I wasn't really aware. Um, I wasn't really thinking about the score. My attitude was, let's make as many birdies as possible. And also, mm. short part four owner Bobby DeMeo allowed me to. He allowed me to uh, 
Excuse me. I'm sorry. I've got to get distracted. But yeah, you're trying to, you know, no free ads here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no. So yeah. So like the owner, owner Bobby DeMeo, uh, friend of mine, just recently signed me. Um, he, I happened to FaceTime him because he's friends with the member of Sweetens called to pick me up from the airport. He tells me the day before mm-hmm. on FaceTime that you know for every birdie you make, I'll donate twenty more dollars to to you know youth on course. So I kind of had that mm-hmm. in the back of my head too. Where I'm like, okay, let's you know let's uh, let's get a little bit more money added to the to the pot um, for these kids. So like, um, you know the the frame of mind I was in was was unbelievable. But let's get to that. The second eighteen is when all the magic happened. And right, the the bender. Yeah, and I and I get to you know hole. <laughs> so what will be what would have been this technically the second hole, the, the first hole of the of like the the regular layout, but the second hole of our rotation, par five. Right. Um, it's a tough tee shot. I hit the the first eighteen. I hit the tee shot a little right, miss it into the fairway bunker. Um, still made birdie that first eighteen, but. Uh, the second go around, second like eighteen, get to get to that hole, get the tee shot drawn finally, which but it was like mm-hmm. beat and drawn, and I'm in position A, pin, it's kind of on the left side of green, and it slopes a little bit like left and like a, around to like all the way hard to the back towards the back right, so um, mm-hmm. I had one sixty eight ish, which for me is a chip seven iron, right? And um, because of the shot I had to hit, it almost was the perfect shot for the way the green was sloped mm-hmm. and the kind of the bank to the left and behind the hole. So I envisioned it far below my feet and downhill lie. I literally chipped the seven iron moved. I have it like kind of up in my stance for that much of a downhill lie and comes out the trajectory I wanted, lands in the spot I wanted, and it's trickling back. And Keith Bailey is up near the green already. And he walks up to like the top of the top edge of this high bunker where you can't see down. You can't see where the ball's rolling in because of how the green sits mm-hmm. up and kind of down into a little bit of a low spot. And he, I knew the, I knew it was going to be close, but um, he loses his, he loses his mind. He's like, it went in, and I threw my I threw my seven iron probably to at least thirty yards in the air. Like concern concerned about it bending all that, but um, you don't get blast knows me, you know, and, and Landon does too. You don't get a lot of reaction for anything good from me on the golf course. You know, what yeah, I'm you're kind of a nice man on the golf. I'm course. I'm just like you, you know, just I'm just like chilling, zone. you know, and I you know I, I reacted like normal people would, so. <laughs> It was amazing, um, great feeling because they also had asked me earlier in the day had I ever had an albatross, and I'm like, no, I haven't yet. So, um, you know, for it to happen soon after that, you know, within three, within a two hour window of that question was incredible. Right. So I go to the next par five, which was two holes later, um, and beat my drive, kinda. But like had like one, I think I had one ninety, or yeah, like one ninety to the pen, one eighty eight, and I'm on an upslope, so I have to 
for me, I have to really catch seven iron well, especially off of upslope because of how the wind was in off the right. And it's going with the trajectory off of that upslope. It's going to potentially be killed by the wind. So that allowed me to really kill, like kill the seven iron. Polar opposite mm-hmm. of the previous shot, right? The previous shots of mm-hmm. the last part right. five. Two very different Two seven very irons. different seven irons. Mm-hmm. And also, you know. One results in. One results in, in albatross and one results in the eagle because I hit that to like five feet. Had a little left to right slider. And this is about 20 minutes later. Yeah, about 20, 20 minutes later. About twenty minutes so later, I, I make and then that. what happens? Then they and you know they they are they're like oh shit like what's about to happen? So um, yeah, so eleven or ten holes later. This is where is this now? is where the Rory, this is the Rory Mac Black Roy Joe Hooks is a motherfucking dog video. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That man is a dog boy. That man is a dog boy. Albatross and an ace. Albatross and the ace. What up, dog? He wasn't lying. Certified dog. He yeah. So we get to, you know, <laughs> 10 holes later in that ro- through the rotation and get to the part three. And what? And doing the math, especially how fast we were playing, that was probably only an hour and 40 minutes later or an hour and 30 minutes later, if I have to do the math correctly. Um, I Roger's with us at that point. But, you know, he... And he mm-hmm. was in the parking lot actually when we hold the albatross. Like he heard it. He heard us screaming, but didn't know he didn't know what was that mm-hmm. who was screaming. But he knew he heard something. It was us screaming about the albatross. Roger comes around. He's with us for the that little loop, and he's walking up with a visual of the green because it's a blind shot to a pin where you can only see like the top half of the actual flag, um, one twenty six or one twenty five or so, and. That's, you know, gap wedge. And with the wind blowing away, it was like I probably sometimes would hit pitching wedge, um, depending on what I what I want the ball to do. But, you know, I only had six clubs because I needed to have a light bat. And for sure, um, I hit the gap wedge. Bro, you oh. did this with six clubs. Oh, whoa, you did whoa, all this whoa, shit with six whoa. clubs, bro. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. 44 so under with six clubs? Yeah, I only had six clubs. What? Okay, okay, hold on a minute. You shot 44 under over 100 holes to include three eagles, an albatross, and a hole-in-one, and you did this with six clubs and a six putter. Six clubs. Well, six, including the putter. I had my driver. Six? I had my driver. I brought my five-wood out because I I knew I, was, I could kind of get that little high floaty 210 shot. Yeah, yeah. Drive five wood, five and, wood, and, and also going. get it two sixty maybe, and then seven iron, gap wedge sixty, and my putter. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was brain. Brain is processing. Brain is processing. John, I need Them to hands got to be crazy, feet. bro. Well, I, you know I do. Like, saying, I do like, have like a lot of shots. Like I'm not trying to, not to brag, but like I kind of have a very good imagination on the golf course, and um. Like I can hit my seven iron one forty. I very rarely do. I probably don't do it enough these like these days. But um like I can slice my seven iron a lot, get it moving a lot left to right yeah. to hit it 
only 150, right? On you know, or less than that. Mm-hmm. And my off speed. Obviously, obviously, Joe, this is you know, obviously, this is a really rare accomplishment. What you did, right? No, it's and and rare. the obnoxious low scoring, notwithstanding. <laughs> how often, like, are there little pockets of your life in tournament play, day to day play, where like you're in a different kind of control of the golf ball? And what does that feel like? You know, I think that I was. I was forced to do it though, you know, because of the circumstances. Um, you know, you just kind of, the inspiration was very intrinsic for me, right? And the mo- I should say the motivation was very intrinsic to like make the most out of what I had, right? <clears throat> and it was. I, in terms of like creativity, in terms of the creativity shot and the shot making, yes. Like, and it, I think yeah. it really also proved that I'm probably doing what I should be doing with my life right now. Like, um, as a professional <laughs> golfer, like, I mean, I, I was very personally motivated to, to play and just to execute shots, certain types of shots. Like, um, mm-hmm. and I did it. So, you know, that was amazing. I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I really can't tell y'all like what, that day, what the day as a whole meant to me, you know what I'm saying? And just like hitting all those shots under the circumstances, regardless of like the repetition of it, right? Like, yeah, you had a little bit of repetition because you, you know, the you're going back around the same, same, you know, set of holes, but the golf course at 7 a.m. wasn't the same as it was at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, when when mm-hmm. was picking oh, up. Sure, right. Golf course was drying out. Greens were getting a little bit crunchier on the on the surface. Um, so you kind of had to adjust a little bit. So it wasn't like everything wasn't exactly the same. Um, right. And you only got six clubs anyway. Six, so you got to be a shot maker, shot maker. Clubs, yeah. So, um, right. and I had that little Lynx Master bag that uh, Ryan Hardenbrook let me borrow. And um, it, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm looking at... <laughs> That's the last. It's funny. Like I, I probably should be more open about only having had six clubs, but I think that's part of why my group were they why they were reacting the way they were. Like Roger, Ryan Hardenbrook, like Keith, Aaron Ross, Rory. They knew, you know, they they know what was the circumstances were of only having <laughs> a limited golf bag <clears throat> and. Yeah, and walking. I mean, hell, walking, man. Like in that heat, it was the game. The game is meant to be played walking, Joe. Don't absolutely, I mean, but it was just like a hundred holes supposed to play. Yeah. So that's yeah, a lot yeah. Of, and ninety and, degree and temperatures heat, at points. Right, right. In the south, on a muggy ninety degree yeah. day, so, the sun came out. So, 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 and I we got, were like, "Why, you know, why are you out, son? Like clouds were, <laughs> clouds were, you know, clouds were doing. They were doing just fine." Damn. So, <laughs> so the was the the seventh hole. You didn't. That's the only hole you didn't birdie. You would play the, the hole eleven times. Didn't get a chance to birdie that hole. Do you got beef with that seven hole, man? Like you know, what I'm I, saying? Haven't, I haven't lost. <laughs> he got to shoot the fairway Dude, with I, you. What Go happened? Ahead. That hole. Well, I hit some pretty poor wedge shots. Just overthinking the type of shots I wanted to hit into the green. Because um, I once I as I went for the green that wasn't working out because I pretty much no one could hold that green 
with only six clubs or or less. Can you okay. set up the hole for the listeners? How long? Yeah, is seven so I think and, seven was playing. Why did you struggle? I think so seven was playing only two fifty ish to sixty, but they're extremely okay. small green tabletops and. <laughs> the spot where the spot of the spots of the green where it's flat, those are te- that's like a little tier that's not even. Then you have a little like low tier that's only about I would say in diameter, maybe ten feet, where the pin's sitting in that mm, little ball, yeah. and then a, a very severe false front, false front, you know, roll off on the right. Roll off way over the green. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a hard green to hit if you're not chipping. Yeah. Like any wedge shot is hard to execute into that green. So. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard to call a 250 yard hole a par four, but I understand when that's the case. There are holes that are so challenging at a short length because of the green complex. Because of the green complex. Because of the Absolutely. mounds around the green. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the front, the and, front of the green was Or sometimes the things surrounding it. You know, the front of the green, like chipping yeah. from in front was tough because it wasn't by the grass. So. Um, right. Right. Really tight lies. Yeah. So like, you know, Sweeten's Cove for our listeners is in rural, I believe, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And it is designed by uh King Collins design. They are among the leaders of this kind of new renaissance, redundant, uh, this new <laughs> age of design there. They've got a few other projects going that people are really excited about. But you, Joe, grew up in Detroit, which does not have to take a backseat to any city when it comes to golf design. You grew up, uh, I believe, at a Donald Ross course. Uh, Rackham is a Donald Ross course. When, how early in your life did stuff like architecture and these design elements start to connect with you? I would say early high school. That's when it became, that's when, you know, I started to really value the difference in architecture, architectural elements and features. Um, And that was probably when I, you know, after, at that point, after traveled a little bit to some national events, and you see different types of golf courses. Because, yeah, in Michigan, a lot of golf courses are the same type of golf courses, um, but you don't get to see too, you know, too much of a variety until you get to different states, different parts of the country, and that's when you really start to see the differences in like in design elements. And to also give you guys a visual give the listeners a visual of like what Sweden's Cove is. It's a very modern type, you know, layout where it does have, you know, trees that are like kind of strategically in certain spots, but it's not a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. Great bunkering, right. you know, trouble around the edges of the bunker. It's very similar to what we saw at the country club. As far as I compared number seven to number eight at the country club, as far as how balls, you know, the guys tour pros were struggling with those pitch shots up, what, 40 yard pitch shots up to that par five. Grade. Right. Right. We're talking <laughs> about, yeah, we're talking about the country club at Brookline where that just US hosted o- the U S open last yeah. month. Mm. And the tour pros were yeah. eight up on yeah. that one and, little and, spot. And if they either executed it to perfection or they hit awful shots, 
but that was a matter yeah. of the, the, the defensive. You know, the defense of, of, of golf may be that, you know, these designers who are really going to put into some in, some intricacies into the course and really kind of ask players just how brave do you want to get on this 270-yard mm-hmm. par four because you might make a double bogey six sooner than you can make a birdie three. So hats off to, to design Absolutely. and to King Collins for putting that gem, a public gem, I might add, um, right in the middle of America for people to enjoy. So, so, so rank the rest of the team. You know, team hype is players. You're pro- you're obviously number one. You know, <laughs> forty four under. There's no debate there. Rank the rest of the players on your on your on your squad that you were with. Uh, that Rogers, day. you know, Rogers is a great player. Like I mean, he's Rogers is oh. definitely like a with the ease of two handicap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at, at worst. <laughs> Yeah, at worst. Yeah, um, and he hits it far, so um, hits everything far, not just his driver, but like his irons. Like he hits, he, he beats it. So um, Rogers number two, I would say Keith Laley number three, Aaron Ross number four, and Rory Mathen, the worst player. Ross made a lot of Aaron Ross made a lot of pars. You know, um, mm-hmm. very consistent. But Keith probably made between Keith and Roger, they made plenty of birdies for themselves as well. But you know, just had plenty of bogeys mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, good yeah. deal. So, Joe, we're not we're not going to expect you to shoot forty four under every time you go out. But tell us what's coming up this month for you on the mini tour life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have two tournaments coming up at absolutely amazing golf courses. One at TPC to run next week at uh, on like the 11th, 10th or 11th, or 11th and 12th, one or two days, Monday, Tuesday. And then the following week, I'll be at Valhalla, um, which will be absolutely incredible. Um, great property, great, a lot of history. And then headed straight back to Detroit for the John Shippen Invitational, which is basically like a play-in tournament for the Rocky Mortgage Classic. And if we take care of business there, we'll be in the Rocky Mortgage. So... So you have 36 holes at the John Shippen Classic that's going to be at Detroit Golf Club. Yes, sir. And, and the winner gets a spot in the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the PGA yes, Tour. That's going to yes, be great. Sir. Yeah, great opportunity for whoever gets that. I Good see. for them. So, but, you know, I'm just blessed to be coming off of, you know, pretty consistent play and uh, just lost the playoff at, you know, my two tournaments ago or my last tournament. And, um, you know, I'm nearly near a near loss there uh, in the playoffs. So let's, let's just keep it going. Stay hungry. Keep putting yeah. work in. For sure, for sure. So, Joe, I know you've seen Laz and even Landon um, in action. But my question is to you. When are we going to play, G? When are you going to be out in know. L.A.? Let's tap in. I need some. I need some. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. knows my affinity, my newfound affinity for uh, the area of Los Angeles. And it's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a variety of many different things, to say the least. And, and all her <laughs> vices. You know, go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, You're young, man. Lean hey, in. Go lean ahead and in. Say it. So, I respect it. Look, yeah. once I can get squeezed 
a nice little visit to, you know, see my guy Laz and John and Landon again. Like I will be back out there. And I'm look, I'm constantly thinking about when it's gonna be the best time to get that on my schedule. So hopefully August, man. We can shoot for, for August, sure. realistically. Yeah, well, you you know you're always welcome here, man. And and you know on behalf of John and Landon and I, like thank you so much. We know you got a big week, you're training, but you took time for us to kind of tell the story of this crazy day, and this crazy round of golf that raised money for youth on course. So thank you, brother. Absolutely, we love it. Man. I appreciate y'all for even you know wanting to want me to talk about this, you know, with, with you guys, man. It's been uh, not one one thing I definitely took from it was Lazen's amazing explanation of what an albatross is. Just great. <laughs> Excellent. Well said. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. And best John, luck with everything, you, too, bro. man. We'll definitely be tapping in. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be good, Joe. You, too. See you. So there you have it. What a day for Joe Hooks at Sweeten's Cove. And what a day for youth on course. If you want to be a part of helping kids play golf at almost 2,000 courses all across America, please visit youthoncourse.org. You can find ways to support that organization there. We are proud to be partners with Youth on Course, and we support everything they're doing. Thank you for tuning into Grassroots. And chip in, make a difference with Youth on Course. We'd all appreciate it. So would the kids. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.